Hyatt. Oh, hey. Episode 570. How's Ooh, my I Sarah? Like I love that number, 570. Oh, yeah. The colors look nice together. <laughs> yes. Sarah's doing fantastic. I woke up in a really good mood this morning. Well, I've been that's like getting great. I think I've been I've been getting like more than 8 hours of like 7 hours of sleep and you know how I like never sleep like a full I'm telling you it's night. that proper. I mean this isn't even it an app. Re- I'm just saying. It it really is. Mm-hmm. I've been taking the CBD one. I fucking love that shit. Freaking bad. Like I'm going to say freaking bad. Like, yeah, I need freaking bad. Cuz <laughs> now that's who you are. Freaking bad. That totally is who I am. Um yes. I did have a near death experience, however. <gasps> what? I really did. Oh, tell me. We recently got a new car, and well, but it's you a did. used, a used new car because we needed four wheel drive. Oh yes. We still got a Jeep Grand Cherokee, but we oh, needed good, good. to have the yes. ability to go in the snow. Can you imagine us last year up that driveway without no <laughs> with snow? Oh my god! Because nobody, pl- nobody, nobody snow plows your driveway. No, you have to just climb it. Yeah. We had to climb Oh, wow. It. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, it wasn't pleasant. Um, so anyway, we had to get a new car, but it is used. And um, I'm convinced that I was convinced we bought a lemon. And I kept saying that to Adam. And he's like, we didn't get a lemon. I'm like, it's a lemon. Like something's up with this thing. Yeah. And you know how I never do anything. I never go out. I never go yeah. anywhere. <laughs> but I went to dinner and I was coming back and it was only 730, but it felt late because it's dark out right. now. Right. Yeah. I'll be damned if my brakes stopped oh. working. No! Susie! Stopped working. Oh, they almost killed my friend. What? <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, my God. I'm so scared for you. You know how they what say, happened? like, your whole life flashes before your eyes? Well, yeah. my life didn't flash before my eyes, but the fucking dealership's guy, his life flashed before <laughs> my eyes. I'm like, I'm going to kill, kill that guy. Yes. Yeah, so we got to sort that out, but I'm so glad to be alive, Sarah. Wait, how did it, how did it even, what happened? What, what, so you go to pit the brakes. I'm going to need way more information. Because <laughs> well, in my head, you smash into a cinder block wall. No, I was able to pull over eventually, but it was a big to-do because for a long time, I didn't know what was happening. I just heard this really loud noise, and I was like, is my tire flat? So I got out, and I looked, and it wasn't. like, and So it went on for a long time, and then eventually they just stopped working, and what happens is like, you know, the dash sort of lights up, and the ABS light comes on. Yes. So you know it's brake-related, but like, there's no way to fix it. You have to just try to pull over and like get safe um yeah and then it's like the that tow runaway truck. car thing yeah. you gotta like go into those it's like cannonball run <gasps> the tow truck guy was like yeah who did your brakes i'm like well we just got this car the dealer who did. did your brakes and he goes well they didn't put them on right the bolt was hanging off so there was like i was driving around like fred flintstone and i here's my theory you know how there's a worker shortage whatever i think they have to hire idiots to do jobs oh now that this is a are really not. good theory. Yeah, because it's like this a mechanic accurate. knows how to put brakes on. That's very basic, and that's that's kind a of big important. freaking mistake, right? Too. And you know how that's they don't say really sorry because they don't want to accept what's the word liability. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah. we'll see what happens. I won't name the dealership until like hear how they're going to oh sort gosh. it out. But I could have been. RIPing right now. Oh my god! I I I don't even want to consider that as a a nope nope. That would that's so scary to me. I'm thankful it wasn't worse. It was manageable. Me too. I'm glad you're okay, and I'm glad Thank that didn't you. happen in you know where like traffic was really bad, or you couldn't, or you I like. Know. I can just imagine you going through an intersection and not being able to stop. Yeah, like oh, it's easy to so feel scary. unlucky, but it felt like I was really lucky because it could yeah. have gone so much yeah. worse. So there we go. Oh. Glad Man. to be alive. A-W-H, if I've ever heard one. <laughs> oh, my God. That is the most literal A-W-H. Literal <laughs> A-W-H. Accident waiting to happen. Okay. Um, a brainiac sent in a story I thought we should lead with. Oh, yeah. Because it combines so many of the things that we love talking about but hate, which are snakes and toilets. Oh, no. Haven't you always sort of been afraid? Yep. That's why I'm like maybe not going to go to Australia. Likelihood of of a snake crawling up one of those pipes and... and, It almost feels like I'm surprised it doesn't... 
I'm surprised it doesn't happen more, to be honest. <gasps> I watched that documentary. <gasps> you didn't. Susie, I videotaped myself blind reacting to it because I was like, I know that people are going to want to see what... I I I I free I am like She's freaking right out. It, yes, in the you see me like it looks like I'm watching a murder take place. I did not think you'd really watch it. I did. Were you, did it you lived up to all of the hype? No, no. Okay. I, but I knew as soon as there there was the scene with the piles of snakes. Were oh, I was like, no, they're piles. They're piles. They're piles. I knew. I knew. You don't know which one belongs what to what you head. meant when you were like, you're not gonna like. I knew the scene, and I was like, yep, this is it. This is the one she was telling me I might have a problem with. <laughs> yeah. Well. Whew. I mean, what? Okay, now that you've seen it, so we're referring to Alabama Snake, which is about the snake handlers in Appalachia who um, use snakes as part of their religious expression. Okay, that lady that was the victim of her husband and used the snakes as a weapon against her. And then you see her in the interviews now, right? And she clearly isn't well, right? She's Mm -hmm. kind of the cliche of Appalachian wild woman. Mm-hmm. Or like, oh my gosh, in. she really is. She's. I didn't even like, know that was her when they put it. I was like, what? well, that's what I need you to help me to understand because you are more in. You understand psychology and stuff. This was a woman who was very attractive and put together. Like when this happened in what was that the eighties or nineties? Mm-hmm. And now she kind of looks like a stereotype of like a meth head or something or mm-hmm. a drug addict. Or yeah. No. No teeth. Yeah. And like yeah. her, speech I think that's a big. That's a big. Seem like, labored. Well, it's, you always say like the hair is the first to go. Like they stop yeah. taking care of their hair. Yes. Right. People who are struggling with some serious mental illness. Yeah. Sometimes they let go of like grooming, like traditional grooming, grooming and societal yeah. norms. Okay, but and she, she. It seemed so much more than just. Her outside. I mean, she had a totally different affect, totally different speech patterns. Totally happened. I, I did not know it was the same. I thought it was like his second wife or something. I thought it was like another wife. I was like, there's no way this is the same person. And it totally is. Would you just say that's rough limit, rough living and mental illness combined? Yes. Wow. Yeah. And... In drugs, I maybe. would have to know. Yeah, drugs, definitely drugs in there, and the, it. I she doesn't strike me as somebody who is on like antipsychotics that would make you have some of those more. You know, I don't think that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Because if you're, there are people who were on those like first generation antipsychotics who have things like the feet that shuffle and like tardive dyskinesia where it looks like they're chewing invisible yeah. bubble gum and things yeah. like that where their jaw moves. And, you know, there's some things like that that maybe like stand out as a little more peculiar. This and, seemed like this just was trauma. not it. Yeah, this was not that. This when was I guess like, if your husband's sicking a friggin' rattler on you. Oh my God, put tell him friggin' bass face in the freaking bass freaking tell me put your face you said it first no i said i can't stop i can't i'm sorry so funny yeah i know this was not the snake story that you had planned but i just had to to follow up on 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 telling you that i watch it and i will definitely post the video of me blind reacting yes to the snake thing i have like also i like I, w- I have crazy hair. Like, my hair looks crazy in the video. Like, I was just, like, laying on my couch. And I'm like, oh, I should probably videotape this. Didn't even, like, take a look in the mirror to see, like, what I look like at the moment. So have fun seeing that behind-the-scenes footage. Enjoy. You're welcome. Um, okay. Well, I'll tell you what I will enjoy. Yes. And that is Mrs. Fields' cookies. Y- yes. The I best love a delivery of Mrs. Fields' cookies. Right. Yeah, I if you them- if you don't know what to get somebody, mm-hmm. just get them cookies. Has anyone ever been sad to get cookies? Nope, definitely <laughs> nope, nope. Not Santa. Mrs. Field has all kinds of holiday treats. They would make a great gift for your clients if you're a small business, oh, yeah. or your neighbors, your mail person. If you want to give them a tip, oh. but you also want to give them a little treat. Your mail, yes. Oh yeah, you got. I tip love them. my mail guy. 
Love them. Yeah. I mean, I'm obsessed with any packages and mail. Like, I, it's yeah. as if I didn't order them. I'm like always surprised. <laughs> like, yay! So, um, so now gotta, you get to give some to yeah, them. Yeah, give back to them. They have tons of um, holiday cookie gift options, tons of different kinds of cookies and products, like something for everyone, fresh baked gourmet treats, so good. And right now, listeners get 20% off everything site-wide. Go to mrsfields.com slash candy. That's right. That's Mrs. Fields' gift to you. 20% off everything when you visit mrsfields.com slash candy. Get 20% off at mrsfields.com slash candy. Mm, delicious. Yes. Yes. As Sarah's just said, as Sarah says, delicious. Delicious. Okay. Mm. Um, okay, the actual... I want a glass of milk. <laughs> so you're like Mrs. Give a mouse Claus. a cookie over here. Yes, for sure. <laughs> okay, I have a turtleneck so, on and now I'm all cozy. I know this is the year, by the way, someone's going to tell Lincoln that Santa's not real. Even no, though he is. Someone? Even though he right. is real, kids. Right. That would be a lie. Santa is real. And I just am curious how that's going to go down. But anyway, I'm mm-hmm. glad that he still has his innocence at the moment anyway. Yes, the snake story in question was a man was on safari in South Africa and mm-hmm. he went to use the, the toilet and oh. unfortunately there was a GD cobra. Oh, I was in like, there aren't ugh. the toilet. And obviously we all know what happened, but I had to. No, read we don't you. know what happened. What happened? The snake bit the snake? The snake bit. <laughs> <laughs> the snake bit the testicles and penis. So it did. And I have to read what it said. Oh, uh, no. It says in this article, oh, the fuck. Dutch man was bitten by a cobra snake hidden inside a toilet bowl and forced to undergo reconstructive penis surgery after the venom caused his penis to rot. Ah! Rot. A There's a, there penis. are a few words that you never want to hear in a description of any body part, let alone genitalia. One of those would be rotting. Rotten penis. Rot. Ugh. Like, I guess, you know, the venom. Right. Because it kills there. it. Uh, they, what is it called? Um, uh, uh, necrosis of the skin. Really? That's which what is it's death. Called? It's like yeah, specifically and, and like with get snakes. With like certain poisons uh-huh. will cause ne- like it, there's a name. It's like something necrosis. Like it's basically like that part of your body dies, right? Yes. Yeah. Oh. The, the cells like the poison starts to just like kill the lives. <gasps> oh, la, 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 yep, yep. I'm, I want to Google it, but I don't. I mean, so. I'm happy he's alive. He was, you know, they saved his life, and they did reconstructive surgery and stuff oh and God. did what they could to help it. What a nightmare. Did they, what, what is it? What is the situation now? It used words like penal implant type of deal. Oh no. But I mean, yeah, I'm sure he's not exactly in the mood <laughs> anymore. Yeah. Skin necrosis. Oh, that's really terrifying. I'm sure he's not in the mood. That's what I'm saying. Like, even what happened? Like, what I want to know is, let's say the cobra comes up and bites. Then, did they let go right away, or do they like latch on like a crocodile? Oh my god! (laughs) I I don't know. I think it might be a let go. Oh fuckity fuck! That makes me my. I am squeezing so hard and like my legs are so There's shut. A clench. You could get <laughs> a freaking hair sliver freaking anything bats in there. In there. Freaking bats. Freaking cobras. Right? Freaking snakes. Holy crap. I mean, I think this is a lesson for all of us. Don't go on safari. Just, <laughs> I was going to say don't ever go to the bathroom. Just don't. Just hold it. <laughs> You're better off. Whatever comes with that. You know, a lot of the places we've gone on the challenge have been places where, you know, there are these types of things. I mean, for real. I remember on Inferno 3, when we would have to wait before we would go into the Inferno, we were in like this derelict 
building. I mean, it was truly like should be condemned cinder block type of building. And the toilet, I mean, it was just, there was no seat. It was like disgusting. Right. Just dirty, condemned. Yes. And they acted like that was okay. I mean, Mm. I know this is dramatic, but when I read about the Alec Baldwin incident, it didn't really surprise me because I know all the shortcuts these productions make when they want to stay on budget and stuff. Yeah. They don't even paint the rest of the wall. They they stop, you know, like in a house. And when you're cutting corners about aesthetic stuff, okay. But when you cut corners when safety is involved or hygiene, well, that's a different thing. Yes. Oh, my God. Now, I I feel like every time I've gone to the bathroom, I've, I don't mean to look inside the toilet, but, like, you lift the lid and oh, you're yeah. not going to, like, not look. Yeah. Is this a porta potty situation? Was this a... It just said in South a toilet in South Africa, which to me sounded like which to me sounds like a, a regular a, toilet. Oh my fucking god! But you're right. Maybe it was like a porta potty. Like uh, blah, blah, blah. I don't even want. I don't want to use. The, I'm, we're good. I'm just gonna. Okay, hold let's it. move I'm on. Gonna, no, I mean, <laughs> oh, just like the snake. There was a snake in my in my uh, uh, bag in one of the challenges in the no. last one in the battle of the. And you can see it if you look if you watch that that season. Um, you will see a picture uh, or a sign on the door of the bedroom that I was in. And there, you could definitely, you, it's definitely in the show, like in, in a shot. What was um, in it? I have a sign that says, shut the door or snakes will get in. And then people like, cause snakes did get in. And then people kept on saying like, what kind of snake are you talking? Like, are we talking about snakes, actual snakes? And then people were thinking that I meant it like snakes like in the house and i'm like no no no. Oh my God. i actually need you motherfuckers to shut the door because i'm talking about literal snakes and i don't want like it was a tiny one but i moved my bag to the side and it like slithered away oh la, 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 la. Ah, no wonder i'm freaked out i can't I'm scared all that. over again this, we've really started out on the wrong i place. know i think that i'm not afraid of them and then i talk about them and i really am yeah when i watched that movie that we you saw I thought, no wonder she's afraid of them. They are disgusting and totally unnatural. Disgusting. And like, if I can see it, and if I can like, like I'll touch it if I like, if I can see it. Like if it's like somebody's holding it, like I'm fine with that. But like wild snakes, no way, man. Was I? Wouldn't you (sighs) rather be squeezed to death by one than the fang thing? Yes. Yeah. The instant paralysis and like stuff like that and then your body dying and then they say it feels like burning on like the inside. Like a lot of the descriptions of what snake bites are sound like the – and then nobody – like in that movie, nobody has got the anti-venom for it. Like that freaks me out that you got to – you go to one hospital and they're like, oh, we don't have it. Go drive like an hour away as you're burning alive and like your skin is rotting. So – not cool, dude. Not cool. I'll tell you what is cool. Having really Please. stylish, sustainable footwear. Thank you, Rothy's. Yes. Am I, I right love I when right? I see Rothy's in the wild. Yeah. It is well, everything I could do to not run up like a person at the airport the other day who had them. Um, and I was too far away in line and I had Bo with me. So I just stayed in line. I really wanted to talk to her about a Rothy's. So shout out to you and the cute red Rothy's, whoever you are. <laughs> Rothy's now has so many different styles too. Like they really, I think originally was just the point and then they added the loafer, then they added the sneaker. There's always new ones. There's always new colors and designs. They have kids yeah. now. They have men's. They have everything for any adventure you're going on, whether it's safari or otherwise. But they're so comfy. So you can wear them to work or whatever and throw them in the wash. Good as new. Like good as new. Great for travel too for that very reason. So no matter how and gross you know what get. I love? Cost per wear. I mean, these things are going to last you yeah. forever. Mine look brand new. They never get I've gnarly. had them for years. Yeah, me too. They never get gross. They never, never get stained or dingy. And um, mm. yeah, it's fall season time. We got to stock up and get gorgeous. 
Win the gift game this season with Rothy's Shoes and Accessories. Get $20 off your first purchase at rothys.com slash braincandy with extended returns and exchanges through the holidays. That's R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash braincandy. Yeah, man. Um, okay. This is, I read this wonderful article in the New York Times about dreams and it was in the context of COVID. Did COVID change the way we dream? So fascinating. Yeah. Don't you, I mean, I love how mysterious dreams are and the fact that they still don't really know what the heck they're even about. Mm -hmm. Do you ever think that like the dreams are the real thing and this is the fake thing right now? I love it. Who's been doing mushrooms in really maybe (laughs) Susie. Uh, who right, does LSD once? Right. I mean, because you know Who's this the song "Row, Row, Row Your Boat," and then the end they say life is but a dream. Because, because, oh. well, what's the difference when you're dreaming? You think you're awake, right? And your body thinks you're awake. Your mind thinks you're and awake. And you sit there right now, and you think, "Well, I'm awake right now. I know that I am." Do you? Right. Do you? And people who do, um, uh, uh, people who practice, what is that kind of, uh, uh, lucid dreaming, yeah. they say the way you start is differentiating reality from, like, you have to keep asking yourself. Keep asking yourself. Oh, I get chills. That is so cool. I love it. There's more we don't know. Yes, there's that's a what lot. Is a, yes. We don't know. And the fact that. It's really interesting that you can have people share a simultaneous experience in a dream state. What do you mean by through that? lucid dreaming? How people do they do can that? like say they can interact. And they know that they can now cuz they're able to That was I talked about a little bit a, a little bit ago on the podcast. So me and you could go and, to sleep yeah. and then have the same dream? Uh, we like meet up in our in this lucid dreaming space and we're consciously aware of and we have like a memory of of it so you like make a plan ahead of time though like yes and my mom used to do this with me when i was little that's nice and i think it worked oh do you guys still dream similarly uh she'll she'll have dreams and she'll like call me and be like i had a dream that this and this happened and like it's pretty sometimes it's really accurate she would have dreams like um getting the keys locked in cars and things like that. And then they would get locked in the car. She'd be like, ugh, I knew this was going to happen. I mean, Sarah did just lose her phone and I had just dreamt that. That was weird. That was weird. That was weird. Maybe we're sinking And I never lose my phone. Ever, ever, ever. I always know. I never, like, I'm like, oh, I no, no. Weird. I always know where it is. Well, Mm -hmm. this particular... What else did they say? Because it was in the context of COVID... It was sort of analyzing how trauma can affect your dream life. Oh, of course. And they're doing these really cool studies. Because I I think a lot of times scholars have thrown up their hands and been like, look, we don't know. It's weird. It's probably nothing. Your brain's just on autopilot. But like once they can start to study it, then we see Mm -hmm. patterns. And when you have a pattern, you might find meaning, right? So like... If you, they did this study where they, um, they had already been doing the dream study when 9-11 happened. So then Mm -hmm. when 9-11 happened, they were able to continue it and compare what happened to their dreams after 9-11. Yes. And so let me read you some of it. Okay. Oh my God. I love this. Um, they found that the aftermath affected dreamers differently. The emotions of waking life are reflected in dreams more often than actual events are. And they noticed, for example... The emotions. Um, that's yeah. a very important piece. The emotions of real life, of your waking life, yeah. are more important. Are than, more important. Like stuff you... Like when you go to the store, you're probably not yes. going to dream about that. But if someone's right. mean to you at the store and you're upset about it... Yes. Which is why we can't ignore emotions. Yeah. They're really important. So like then they started looking at people during covid and they would report their dreams and then she would this researcher would go through all of them and find themes and patterns and there all of a sudden were a lot of people dreaming about creepy crawly bugs but what's of another course. name for a virus okay a bug, a bug. 
Right? Because your subconscious mind is making that connection even if you didn't. I, this is what I say to clients. When our, our automatic brain works on the information that it has. So when we say virus, it goes and pulls our lazy secretary in our brain, goes to our brain <laughs> file cabinet, and she's not even looking. She's like, I don't know, on social media or something. And she just reaches back and she pulls out the file for virus and she opens it up and she's like, here you go. And then that's what you base all of your responses and reactions on. It's not, a, it's not it, and it uses our past information. It uses whatever we've put into that file cabinet. So if in that file cabinet is like bug and and germs and all that then it's going to pull that out and that's what it's going to be reading off of movies that that you have seen that talk about viruses yeah anything that that makes any way you know how we say if it fires together it wires together everything that wired and fired with virus or whatevs yeah that's so pulled out of the file cabinet yes well and then like They did it over more than a year, I think. And so they did it in China and different places. And in China, people dreamed about masks right away. But in the U.S., where we weren't used to masks, it took a lot lot of time for masks to show up in dreams. Wasn't in the file cabinet. Yeah. And then once it got added, then it could be shuffled in. I'm telling you, that's why when everybody gets, like, you have to go in and, like, manually, like, intentionally clean out your file cabinet. And decide what info you want to keep in there and what's, what stuff that you're like, oh, that was from when I was little and I don't need that association anymore. Throw that out. Well, that's in, so interesting. The scholars are thinking now that that's kind of what you're doing when you're dreaming. Yes. Is like deciding what memories need to be stored for long term, what can be discarded, what to, you need to refer to later. Yes. And like they did this study where... People were asked to memorize a list of words, and then they they were then to recite them after spending time in REM sleep, mm-hmm. and they were worse at remembering the original words, but they had replaced them with like gist words, like that got the pattern, that connected them, but like, so your brain is like becoming more efficient. It's saying mm-hmm. like, we get the gist. We don't, yes. remem- we don't need to remember the details of that particular list. We're just going to get the, the concept. Stuff like that. And we have a limited amount of like storage space. It decides what it like wants to hang on to and what is important. And it's like when it does, I read a, a, another study that said people who do not get enough sleep, like basically like the, the amount of sleep that is needed for them will have higher rates of anxiety and will have more th- that, The inability to process in that way to go through and to allow your brain to, they tend to be more suspicious of others, low, low, more, um, uh, uh, less like self-compassion and lower self-worth and feel like, like it like impacts your interpersonal relationships because you're not able to do that thing and be like, oh, they didn't really mean that. It, that was just, you know, the, so you get, you get hung up on things that, if you were to fully get that REM cycle and everything that you needed and your brain was like, oh, we get the gist of it. That guy was having a bad day rather than right. that guy was personally attacking me when he cut me off in the, the you know, driveway as he was pulling out and then gave me the middle finger, whatever. Mm-hmm. And our brain can't get the gist of it and then we, we tend to personalize it more I and love internalize it. This sort of, the ending of the article said the scholar said, dreaming is above all a time when the unheard parts of ourselves are allowed to speak. We would do well to listen. Because (sighs) she said that like a lot of times people in her field are like poo-poo her for focusing on that. And she's getting sick of it. Because she she knows that it matters. It does. I think too that, you know, this is falls in that category of like when something is perceived as feminine, it's like this isn't rigorous yes. academically. Yes. And why is it that dreams are like that? Right? But that I mean that's who uh-huh. likes dream interpretation. It tends to be women, stuff like that. So then scholars what are like, is this it? isn't rigorous intellectual. That's interesting. Yeah. I want to know why. Why that's that's associated. Well, don't you think with- we're trained our whole lives to be more interested in our interior life? Yes, 100%. So that just is probably an extension of that. I'm sure. That totally makes sense. I guarantee you it's not just like 
were born to prefer that. No, right. And we're supposed and to be quiet and introspective. I feel like the older I get, the harder time I have differentiating between what was a dream and what was real. Do you know what? what? I mean? I'm really? like, did I dream? Did I dream that, or did that? Did I? Why do you think like, that would be? Maybe because you have more like, going on. Maybe that's it. It's like I'm processing stuff in my dreams, and sometimes it hap. It I. It's almost like I'm doing the same, like repeating a day again. Like it's not fantasy. It's it's the same. It feels like just doing the same thing that I just. Oh my did. God, your dreams my, are just like more work. Right, it's like Groundhog Day. Right, it's like I'm like well, I just did this. Did you and have so a I recurring remember. dream? Uh, yeah, I had one reoccurring dream growing up where I would fall down a. I would go down like a. I don't know if it was like a well or it was like a. a hole in the ground or like some some Ooh, hole that's that I would kind of like Alice in Wonderlandy type and I would slide down it and then it would turn into um like padded like a padded tunnel with that red and yellow circusy kind of like tent colors but it would be like 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 a bouncy house and then I would go down and I would be in this like bounce house circusy world and I would just bounce I around mean, in this underground bouncy great. house circus world and yeah, it was really cool. It was cool. It was like, I, I, I don't know. I think I, I want to say that it's probably because growing up, one of my favorite books to look at uh-huh. was If I Ran the Circus by I hate Dr. That book Seuss. so much. You gave it so to me long. and I cursed your name. Oh, I gave it to you. That's it. Lincoln always wanted that one because it's so long. <laughs> yes. And I was just like Lincoln, so I was like, I want that one. <laughs> God. <laughs> that's funny. And that's probably it. I, I think had to that's hide the it. one. Because it is in his backyard that he. Re- yeah, that's it. Now that makes sense. I see it now. Oh my God. You had to hide it. Oh, God. That's so funny. That's. <laughs> That's really funny because, like, I've always jokingly said I want to be like Aunt Sarah who gives the gifts that annoy the parents. Never did I think a book was going to be the thing <laughs> that I would give my dear friend Susie, PhD, Mm-mm. doctor. Mama's tired. <laughs> she's like, no books. Doctor. Can you just give him drum set like a normal aunt? I got him that for Christmas. Don't tell. <gasps> I mean, Santa. Oh, he's going to freaking love Santa. that. Oh, and Adam's going to love setting it up the night before. No, I he, bet he really will. Adam picked it out and he was like, we have to get this kind. And I'm like, why? That doesn't look as cute. And he goes, because you can turn down the volume. <laughs> smart. Smart. Yeah, smart. Yeah, he's thinking ahead. Um, but we'll definitely get lots of video on of it. And if you have old videos, you're going to want to put them on your legacy box. Situation. This is the easiest Christmas present. Just do this. This is like that's a great idea. Mom, check. Grandma, check. Everybody, check. Just give them. Yes. You could probably do it and then do like a joint. Everybody gets access to oh, all the yeah, digital all media. the files. Oh, yes. that would be cool. I just asked my best friend, Leah, uh, growing up, if she had any videos from when we were kids because, you know, we were poor. We didn't have video cameras, so I don't have any. But she had one, and I would love those files. You know what I mean? Yes. Because then you have a digital record. Um, and it's such a, it's such a nice gift. All those old VHS or reels or whatever the heck people were using back in the day, you can just get them into a digital file and then you can enjoy them and post them on social media and make a documentary film if they're really good. Hey, yeah. You don't know what's on there. You could be making the next great documentary. Visit LegacyBox.com slash brain to take advantage of this limited time offer for 40% off. Take advantage of this exclusive offer today and then use their kit whenever you're ready. That's LegacyBox.com slash brain. Save 40% off. LegacyBox.com slash brain. What a great idea. so easy. It's so great. Yeah, and all your hard Mm -hmm. copies of pictures too. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. Moving on. Yeah, so dreams matter. Pay attention to those. That's so cool. I read a great article in, um, like, on a science website. It's called neurosciencenews.com. And it was about how we see ourselves in contrast to, like, selfies. It was using selfies as sort of the oh. barometer for how we see ourselves. But they used these, it was such an interesting way they set up the study. So they would show you two selfies, random selfies, and then you would say which one looked more like you. Mm. And then they would do it several hundred times to eventually try to formulate a sense of like how you see yourself Mm -hmm. when you picture yourself in your brain. 
Mm-hmm. And people's mental pictures of what they look like weren't true to life and were influenced by what kind of personalities they believed themselves to have. Okay. So if this is awesome. Isn't it? Yep. Like, however yep. you think you look, you, you probably don't. Because it's informed by all these perceptions. You remember how, like, they didn't see blue until they had a word for blue. Right. That kind of thing. And I'll tell you, I know this to be true because the one time I did shrooms way back when, I looked in the mirror and I had this deep understanding of this is how you really look. Mm -hmm. And I looked, I was like, hey, you're not that bad looking. Like, it was like, before I was like very judgmental. I know they say like your ego goes away and everything like that. Mm. But I remember feeling like, oh my God, this is what I look like. Like, I see me now. Like you were a neutral observer. Yeah, I was a neutral observer for the first time. And I was like, I got a more clear picture. And I think because I look a lot different than I did when I was younger and like, you know, even like lost a bunch of weight in my head, I still see myself. I think that's very common. Yeah. Yeah. So that I totally get that. It was saying that if a person believed that they were an extrovert, they pictured their own faces as looking more confident and sociable than if, and then they appeared to other people even. So like they thought they looked fantastic. And maybe it's the opposite. (laughs) (laughs) It's the, I I think it's so interesting because so you're, basing how you see yourself on the outside based on how you think you are on the inside. But when we meet a stranger, we look at them and we make like a little snap judgment and then we we assess what their personality is probably like. It's the reverse. It's the reverse. Yeah. So when someone sees you without knowing anything, they're just looking at you and then making like shortcuts about like, oh, she's probably into witchy stuff or whatever. (laughs) Whatever they might think. About she clearly head. doesn't care about Botox or sun protection. <laughs> Stop it. She's got freckles and lot wrinkles for days. Oh. Right. Premature aging. No. Yeah. Um, but I just think that's so funny that we, we assess our own looks completely different yes. than how we do everyone else. Yes. Um, and then it made me think of, um, you know, that Malcolm Gladwell book, Blink? Oh, no, I haven't this, heard of that one. It's an old one. I think it's maybe 15 or 20 years old. Wow. But it, he decided to write this book because, you know, his signature afro that he has? Yes. Well, he didn't used to have it. And one day he just decided to grow it out. And everyone started treating him differently. He's the same person. Uh-huh. But right. when you see a guy with an afro, you make different assessments and mm-hmm. judgments than a straight lace sort of traditional haircut. Yeah. And so that was his inspiration for the book which is all about those snap judgments and why they're they are not that bad like it's a means your brain is efficient it was good for evolution but there are some pitfalls that can happen as a result are there any downsides to there being a discrepancy between how you view yourself and how others view you well if you think you're an introvert then they said that people tend to see this works for your face and your body. They tend to think they're uh, more overweight than they are and like more grotesque than extroverts who what? think like they are looking fabulous. I, and that is, uh, my brain does not do that with, with like, cause I think some of the most gregarious oh. and like, bubbly warm outgoing people i know like come in a big range of sizes and yeah but they're not but they're assessing the way their brain sees themselves oh, so they so think like, they look great a person okay okay okay, okay got they it. have but like, like higher we, self-esteem yes okay and like body confidence or whatever then so, some, okay so somebody who is an introvert will see themselves worse. as being more overweight oh <gasps> I know. I was thinking about all the people I would put in the category of introvert, like true introvert. And, and that like, could be oh a big God. reason why we have negative self, like a self-image issue if we have an introverted view of, okay, how do we yeah. fix that? But then how do we I make wonder, a match? Like, it seems like there's a bit of a flaw in the, the, or at least it wasn't in the article about the causation. Maybe they are introverted because they have that negative. Like what's the directionality of the... Oh. 
Huh. You know, and it, that's they didn't say that yeah. part. Yeah. And how much of this is internalized from, like, messages in... And also, I would love to know the comparison between males and females and how... Okay. Because I... Okay. I bet <laughs> women saw themselves less accurate as men did. Women's... Oh. I... I don't doubt that for a second. I don't doubt that for a freaking second. Yeah. That, that men had a more accurate, and that doesn't mean that they were better at doing it. It just means that society has given them, le- like. They have a boost. Yeah. Like they yeah. probably and started so they at see a higher themselves level. more, yeah, more positively because that's even depicted their, you know, what they look like. Who's at the top? Who's, li- uh huh, uh huh. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, that's that, fascinating. I yeah, want, that's I want part why, two of that study done. Me too. It's sort of like one of those fun studies where it's great and totally interesting, but then you're like, I, I'm going to need more. Yep. Info. Way more. Mm-hmm. But it's something to think about. So if you are introverted, maybe, maybe give yourself a little credit and take know some that shrooms. You are look sm- in the mirror. <laughs> you look smoking. You are smoking hot. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Do you want to hear about the oldest man to do the Appalachian Trail or a book cover trend? A book cover trend. I want to know about book cover trend. Okay. Yeah, because so, I've been seeing this, that there is definitely a trend in book covers. Let me see if I can friggin', friggin it's like It's almost like this like brush script. It's usually in like an orange color. And then it'll be like a blue background. This fit like gone. There was like a whole bunch that did this, and it was like every Reese Witherspoon book club pick looked like the same cover. Okay, so let me. It'll be like two colors, like a dark blue and a light blue. Okay, I'm gonna pull this up. You can can walk me through it, it. and I can. um, I will edit out this boring thing of me trying to screen share. Um, Okay, let me see. Okay, here are the style of book club uh, book. That we're oh, to. exactly. See, that's such a fun age. That's exactly the one I was talking about. Blue yeah. background with the orange scripty looking. Right. Yep, 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 okay, yep. So what is this, the deal with this? If you're not on Patreon, so you can't see it, there's The Vanishing Half. That was very popular. Such a fun age. Untamed by Glennon Doyle. These are all very popular books. Yeah. Okay, so now. Huh, you know what this is? This is um, LuLaRue leggings turned into book covers. And in this article, it called them a blob of suggestive color. That's Which is exactly how you would describe those leggings. <laughs> LuLaRoe or however you say it. This? Rue, Roe. LuLaRoe, I think. Roe. Okay. So the article that I read about this trend, I mean, book cover trends are always going to be a thing. They've always been a thing. I mean, that's just the nature of consumerism, capitalism, mm-hmm. and uh, advertising. Design. Yeah. But they were wanting to dig a little deeper, and they were talking about how because Amazon has become, you know, it's taken over everything, but especially the book world. And they they have made it so that even though we're selling more books than ever before, that the profit margin is so much lower because, you know, Amazon basically forces them to keep their... Price is so low. Right. So they have to do safe book cover designs, like things that are just sort of like 
not Safe. interesting, really. Right. No, Nobody's going to be offended by this book. Also, you're going to have no idea what it's about by looking at the cover. Yeah, and it's colorful. Mm-hmm. And um, they say that it's desi- once they have a hit, they have a bestseller, then everyone copies it because then somebody that read that book will think, oh, this reminds me of this other book I read and liked. So yep. they need it to be like derivative in order to evoke... And entice consumers, yes. essentially. Yes, yes. One thing that I thought was weird that seems so obvious to me is that those books are also highly Instagrammable. Ab, so this was the argument with the LuLaRoe leggings, where it was like, why are they popular? Because the women who were selling them was, were taking good photos online. To, to us, it'd be like, well, I'm not wearing those freaking things. But we see the person, we're like, that makes a great instagram photo because it does it's colorful it's very instagrammable and then it tricks us into thinking that we like the product and really we just like the colors and the advertising for it which is all advertising the goal of every single ad ever right what bummed me out though was that um these books are almost all fiction they are almost all written by women and they are often women of color. And so Hmm. the people that have the most to gain from being separate and sort of like being identified as like, here's a new awesome person, then get lumped into just a big pile of suggestive blobs or whatever that's Because I wouldn't know about any of that information from those covers. Yes. Yeah. But but maybe we should. And it would be nice to know that you know, who the author is and like men, where, male like, authors I was just going to say, they put their freaking cup picture on that. Like people who are like James Patterson or whatever, like they're, they just throw their whole face well, their on the name thing. is like half the cover. Right. I mean, oh right. my gosh. You're so right. It's not great. What goes on in that world with men and women. authors? But yeah, it, it also reminded me though, there was, I think it was on Vox. There was an article about how all businesses sort of chain companies are all becoming very generic looking you know like from we were growing up how mcdonald's was like it looked like you're saying like the circus thing like your dream um just because it was meant to bring in kids but then when they got all the bad press on supersize me and that stuff they wanted it to become more like looking like panera or starbucks like sort of like bland nothing interesting Mm -hmm. and That surprised me in a way. I get what they're saying, that they needed to sort of dull down the, like, hey, kids thing. But wouldn't they want things that are Instagrammable in the same way the books are? Wouldn't they want people to take pictures? I I think when you're talking about a place like McDonald's where the food when you order it is probably the least Instagrammable thing when you unwrap that wrapper that looks so far from what the actual advertising looks like, I would be like, nope, I want you to get out of here as fast as you can. I don't want you to take a picture with that. In fact, let us handle the advertising okay. and the pictures because that we don't want you. And even the colors, like the my mom, uh, you know, being a wardrobe stylist and my dad being an art director, they, part of their jobs were to care about like the colors and the patterns and things like that so my mom and dad had had, they did a uh sizzler commercial and my mom was telling me all about the patterns that they use on the chairs in sizzler are designed to make you feel uncomfortable and get you out the door as fast as you can and so they will change them for the commercials and put the you know like to make it so it doesn't look like that because mm-hmm. they want you to want to stay, like come in. And it's it's very, there's a lot of thought put into it. And it really affects how we, I don't know, interpret or like what we think of the product. Yeah. All of these companies are just coded for various um, totally. human behavior to inspire different behavioral things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it is fun to try to like decode and figure out what the goal is. And sometimes once you have the awareness. Yeah, right, right, right. Um, but it does bum me out. I was just talking to my mom about this, how even like when I look at people's homes, they, they look so beautiful, like very clean and white and lovely. 
But I know we're going to look back and be like, why were we all living in hospitals? The, everyone's house looks very sterile and yeah. like everything's white and gray. That's what's on trend or black yeah. and white. And I'm just like, we are going to look back and be like, what were we thinking? I know this is going to happen. Are we? Because I think yeah. about my house and I'm like, it's perfect. It is. And it totally is. Like, like I was showing the guy I like, picked videos of my house. I was like giving him a little tour. And he was like, I, I, don't, I don't think I could ever come over. It's too white. I will. I will. I, I'm too dirty for this house. Like I'm, me and my right. dog. Just I don't know if this is. Well, and that's will. how everybody's house is. And you know, trends. That's how it goes. Like you start to crave mm-hmm. what is popular and whatever. Mm-hmm. But think back to a kitchen from the 70s or 80s. You look at it and you think, what in the hell was going oh, on? I think about that with all design from like. Like nineties, oh, but you're going to think one. that about yours. I know, I hate it's it. That Tuscan, true. the Italian Tuscan, like style of the, like I think it was like the late nineties, maybe early two thousand. I, I hate that one with like the big ceramic fruits and like it's all like the t- like very it's almost the opposite it was like baroque style like over the top <laughs> tuscan and there would always be like archways and i'm like mm. i that, do like, like trying to figure out what why that happened like in the late 70s how everyone was celebrating the bicentennial so then there was all this like old american like rifles and it was yeah. very weird but that's why i mean it just makes sense and I think, weren't we talking about why mid-century modern became a thing? I was just having this conversation the other day with somebody who was talking about the prices of mid-century modern antiques being so much more than they used to be. Yeah. And I think it might have been you and I who were talking about how it's not our parents who wanted that stuff in their house because their parents had it. Yeah. But for us who saw it in our grandparents' house, yeah. it ha- it's this element of like nostalgia and like we're like, oh, I love that. But our parents would be like, I don't want that. My mom had that. But we're right. like, I want it. My grandma yeah. had it. And so we have this like, gener- like millennials all want the stuff that their grandparents had. And I do find that so fun. It it's is. Just I love it. There's no accounting for taste. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Um, oh, one more thing. Um, was I done with whatever the hell I was? Yeah, I was done. Okay. Um, I also watched the Leonard Skinner documentary on Netflix. Oh, yeah. Can we talk about that? No. That was a great documentary because... Oh, cool. My God. You know how they died in a plane crash? Those yeah. Guys? Well, I always thought that, like, they died in a plane crash and that was the end of the story. So I was, I was like, this is kind of like the Titanic. Like, I know how it's going to end. But, Spoiler alert. But I yeah. sure didn't because they didn't all die. Some, Some survived? Were, yes. The plane crash? Yes. I did not know this. Unbelievable. And they were describing it. imagine... So now I'm afraid of plane pr- crashes even more because it's so it much worse. It was a small worse. plane, yeah? Yeah, it was small, but there were like 20-some people on there. It wasn't Jesus. like a little puddle jumper thingy. I yeah. mean, it was big enough to hold that many people. Can you imagine having most of your friends die in this plane crash and then you're like sitting there waiting? To no, get- no, 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 no. That was unbelievable. I couldn't, I couldn't imagine... Oh, my God. Just being in a kind of, like, talk about survivor's guilt. and then Yeah, because the, one got, one became, you know, an alcoholic because oh, of that. Because you just, yeah. you're, you're still here and everybody's gone. Yeah. And I'm sure there's that when you're, a, a, like, a public figure like that or in a band that, you know, people, there's this desire for, I'm sure, fans to, like, want the 
memory to live on or the band to keep going. And they're like, I can't do this. That would be so traumatic and re-traumatizing to have to even like do a like a reunion tour with people dead. Yeah. In that tragedy, you can never, you can't, you can't even get to enjoy your hits. Like no. Yeah, everything would be ruined. everything would everything would be tainted. Like, yeah, that the it I feel was like really it took TLC tragic. a long time to perform. Well, uh, they, you're I, so right. That was such a mess too. Yeah, it took them a long time before they did anything. Yeah, together. I feel like even though they weren't there when she passed away, like it seemed the same. Like they almost had survivor's yeah. guilt, even though they weren't involved yeah. in the. Yeah, I think it, yeah, that was oh, god. But the part of what made it so fascinating was I do find, maybe because I grew up poor, I do find it interesting when people who are, like, totally uneducated, they don't know anything, they are barely literate, these bozos. But, my God, were they talented with music. I mean, they just, like, had a gift. It's awesome. It's just awesome whenever the luck of that, where you happen to find out what you're really good at, but, I mean, I do think that contributed to the calamity of it all because they were sort of, like, almost, like, fatalistic, just like, whatever. Right, right. I know that's that, very like, rock live and fast, roll, but, li- yeah. Yeah, live fast, die young is kind of like the, you know, and when you, when you grow up in an environment where there isn't a, where the, the future for you doesn't, the path towards success or the path towards like a desirable future that society would deem like good job you know when that seems unclear or or there's there isn't a model for that in how you've grown up it would be really easy to be like no i'm just here as long as i can't like you know here for a good time not a long time thing yeah because there's no ability to have that you know vision of the future and that's that model for success by a traditional path and the lead singer i mean they knew this plane was having trouble and the lead singer was like like, you're tired your brakes yeah the the (laughs) right this has been a very dark episode but the lead singer was like oh necrosis of the penis i almost died near-death experience Hey, it remember that weird. plane crash a whole t- long time ago? It is weird how we don't plan themes, but they do tend to like... They do. I did not mean to have a dildo theme on <laughs> our last episode, but somehow... Um, wait a minute. Oh, yeah. The lead singer, he was like, oh, whatever. When I'm when it's my time to go, it's my time to go. And they got on the plane even though they, they shouldn't have. But, okay, listen to this. So... He really said that before the plane... Yeah. Came. Because they said, like, I don't know if we should go on there. They're, they oh, were having trouble wow. with it. Oh, okay. Well, if you ever hear that from a pilot or... A... <laughs> the... <laughs> okay, Getting so... Getting off the tarmac. They're on the plane, and one of the engines goes kaput, okay? So that's, like, this sucks. But they were like, okay, brace for um, emergency landing, and they were going to be able to land. But then the pilots, who had been drinking... By the way, um, oh my god! Decided they wanted to get some of the fuel from the working engine into the bad one, so that I don't know for some reason they had to move the the fuel. Well, they accidentally pushed the button that dumps the fuel out. So really, they didn't die. They didn't crash because of the engine. They crashed because of pilot's error. Because mm-hmm. they ran out of fuel. Oh my god. I That's didn't know that. a fucking tragedy. I mean, can you even imagine? No. I would just sue the for every I don't know. Like that seems like the most negligence like I oh, I'm sick. I'm sick. <laughs> that and and I just think about the the families of the people like like if I were I'm going to assume the pilots were male because this is taking place in yeah, you know, whatever year that was. Whenever year. Um, we're just, I'm going to assume that in general because, uh, <laughs> the patriarchy, um, uh, to think about being the, the like wife or, or spouse or child of that pilot yeah. and the, the, that it's almost like I would have this feeling of not like I did it, but this feeling of guilt in a way. Yeah. It's like, for, and, that's you not even trauma, and you get trauma and you get trauma. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. So many. What do they call them? Uh, uh, like, bystander. Like, what is the word? Casualties. Like, like residual. <laughs> Yeah, I know there's something mean, for that. They're, everybody's yeah. yelling at their radio right now. So there you go. You guys <laughs> yeah, love when this happens. You can Whatever the us. word is that we're missing, we're missing. That's that's it. Yeah, I mean, Casual it was really t- tragic, yes. but it was great because they do have some beautiful music. They were really yeah. wonderful musicians, and it was fun to watch them play and all that. And you know, they're characters. They're complete hillbilly lunatics. So yeah, it was I would fun. like. I, I'm interested in that. I'd like to see that. It was good. I would yeah. highly recommend. And I'm not like into Leonard Skinner or anything, so it wasn't like because I love right. them. It's right. just really fun to watch. Any hoodles? Yeah. Let's wind it down. A lot of AWHs on this one. Oh my gosh! So and, and just A's. <laughs> right. Accidents that happened. Yeah, ATH. Yep, a lot of snakes, a lot of penis oh rot. God. Snakes, so many snakes, different kinds. But pay attention to your dreams. Yeah. I am very get interested like in a, lucid get, dreaming. Get some good, good REM cycle. Get some good – make sure you're getting that, that, that REM sleep to really be able to process those dreams and just yeah. like see what it does, you know? And just remember how you see yourself, how you think you look. You probably don't yes. look like that to other people. You probably look better. And it probably doesn't even matter. It doesn't matter at all. And again, it's kind of like the mustard stain thing. If everybody is thinking that they're not looking good, then we're all fine. I told Sarah before we started, it's kind of going away now, but when we got on Zoom, I have no idea what it is, but I had like an indent on my forehead. Yeah. And that's the mystery. If you're watching this on Patreon, can you see it's this thing and tell anymore, me what it, it's like fading? Yeah. What the hell But happened? that does seem like a spot, like a, a like where Sarah, 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 thinking, where, like a thinking that was spot here. where you like put your head to think. That was on Oh, this yeah, thing. you're right. That is okay. that there. Anyway, <laughs> book, <laughs> we talked about book cover blur, uh, blobs, yeah. McDonald's, whatever. Who cares? Um, <laughs> you should go on our Patreon and check out our, all of our extra content there. It helps us so yes. much. Anytime you use our codes, it helps our show so much. And we're so thankful. You guys are so dedicated. We love you. Yes, we love you guys so much. And we'll see you next time. Oh, wait. Happy. Wait, we missed it. I was. I meant to say fucking happy Thanksgiving on the last episode. Oh, well, I uh, hope everybody's happy enjoying December the leftovers. Happy December. <laughs> leftovers. Happy leftovers. Happy turkey sandwiches. Bye. Bye. Bye.